0: Hello, and welcome to Calming the Chaos, where we present tips, tools, and techniques to help you find peace in a chaotic world. I'm your host, Tracy Canella, licensed mental health counselor at Lokahi Counseling. This channel and the Calming the Chaos podcast is for those who want self-help and education. It's not a substitute for counseling or psychotherapy. So if you like the information, please subscribe to my channel. And share it with your friends. Thanks so much for listening. And now, let the chaos begin.
1: In this episode of Calming the Chaos, I address the chaos of hate. And so I discuss hate as a feeling, as a thought form and as a behavior and action against others. So I'm gonna be giving examples of hate by exploring online attacks, or as they call it, cyberbullying. And I'm gonna analyze some possible reasons for cyberbullying to take place, and also how online attacks can cause chaos in the hearts and the minds of those who are attacked. And also present some ideas about how you can respond or react in case you are attacked. So let's get started. So what is hate anyway? It is simply a passionate dislike for something or someone. So there's that intensity of passion and then there's this feeling of dislike. So the hater The person who is hating can either have no chaos or a lot of chaos. I can think of a couple of situations where there'd be no chaos. I hate and that's it. There's no chaos in my mind. I just know I hate. However, some people have hate and they do have chaos because they are consumed with a bunch of thoughts of hate and that causes chaos in the mind because it's so filled with overwhelm we do know that the person who is attacked or hated often does experience chaos. And so that's what we're going to be focusing on today is the person who is under attack and also trying to understand those who do hate and why they do and how we can protect ourselves and engage with those who hate. So an example is an online attack or what they call cyber bullying. All right, so a possible situation about this is a social media platform such as Facebook, Twitter, there's YouTube and Instagram. So any of these sorts of online platforms can be a platform for hate if that is something that you want to do. So again, haters, dislike something or someone and so what the process is is that they tend to have these thought forms and then these feelings of hate and then an action urge and then an action so we don't actually have to go that far you know some of us can just hate and we can be quiet about it Uh, Some of us can have hate, and we can have hate thoughts, and we can put some stuff out there. Others can be really extreme. So it really does go on a continuum from like, I'm going to be quiet about my hate, to I'm going to be really vocal and possibly even violent about my hate. And so again, the situation being that possibly there's a platform that I'm on, and I see that you're on a platform and I disagree with you. I can choose to lash out on you because I have these thoughts. So, an example of one sort of thought is I disagree with your viewpoint and so I hate you. All right. Another thought is I hate you and I hate everybody who likes you. So, then they're in there sort of building their hate platform against a lot of other people, right? So, example number three is I hate you. And you need to be taught a lesson or to be set straight, right? Example number four, you need to be punished because you are wrong and I am right. So those are the kind of thoughts that happen in the minds of people who hate other people and or other ideas that are different from their own. So some possible feelings that can result from this hate anger they're angry because their agendas aren't getting met or another person's agendas are getting met there's fear like fear that i will be threatened if your agenda wins and my agenda loses right and so there's also some sadness that's involved there some vulnerability like I hate this so much, it makes me so sad that this person is getting away with this or this person is getting so much success over a platform that I disagree with and so there's some sadness there. My life isn't the way that I want it to be so I'm sad about that and their life is completely roses and so I hate that. And then also there's embarrassment so possibly uh, these people have tried to engage with people in the past, but have gotten embarrassed or thrown out of maybe even chat rooms or live chats, or they've been embarrassed somehow. And so they feel a lot of shame, which can cause a lot of anger and the urge to retaliate. So those are some thought forms that happen here with hate. So what sets this apart and what I really want to focus on is, are the behaviors of hate. You can feel hate again and not act upon it at all or you can just vent about it to your spouse or your friends but you don't have to take any action online against a person. But the one thing I really wanna focus on is when people lash out at other people because they hate. All right, so here are some possible actions that people can have against other people because they hate those people. One, they can gather forces against them. So they can actually try and get people to join with their own force and have an army against other people. All right, two. They can actually say, we are going to collectively lash out at this person or an agenda or an idea, a thought form. We are going to lash out. We are united. We are on this side. You are on this side and we are against you and we are collective against you, right? Number three, you can discredit them. You can find things from their past that they possibly... I mean you know people are human so they possibly don't want people to know about that that's called doxing like who i am what i've done what my history is and so we can discredit or dislike a person publicly by just publicly shaming who they are and this is how we lash out and hate number four is name calling. We can just try and make up names, and some of them are quite creative, I must say. And a lot of people find them humorous, but name calling is a huge thing in our culture today that we do. We just call people names, and that is a way to discredit, shame, and attack people online. There's actual harassment, which can include emails, phone calls, text messages, even visits to a house and or graffiti on a house, attacks on a house, attacks on a person, there's harassment. There's violence, violent crimes they can commit violent crimes against you even though you're just a person with a platform and an idea or a thought form or something you're trying to put out there that is a uniquely you and people can actually be violent towards you as i mentioned there's doxing which means simply that you're trying to go online as a person who's not exposing their own real self but a person who doxes you is going to say hey this is a person who this is her real name, this is her address, and this is where they they live and what they do and what their credentials are, what their degrees are. And we are outing you as a fraud, as a fake, and we are doxing you. And so that's a real aggressive attack against the person's character. Okay, so this is number seven. There could be disturbances in live streams. So if you are enjoying interacting with a creator on a live stream video and then all of a sudden somebody just sort of crashes your party, that is uh, a chat disturbance or something of that nature, then that is another way that there can be an attack against you and your platform or whatever you're standing for or whatever you're saying. There is humiliation, public humiliation, and shaming of people, not only their behaviors or their actions or their criminal history or whatever, but made up stuff. They make up stuff so that they can humiliate you because they don't want you around anymore. Why? Because they don't agree with your agenda. They have their agendas. So this is going to go... A little bit more into detail when I start to explain the psyche of some of these people because I do want to understand them even though I believe what they do is very damaging. And then finally we talk about lawsuits. There are people who actually take legal action against a person who they don't agree with and they really take it to the nth degree and they will make a legal claim against them possibly ruining their lives and income, the person that they're attacking might suffer financial or physical or reputational damage. So people will try to do these sorts of things to damage the people that they hate. So what is going on here with people who hate? I think about having a peaceful planet and how that would be great but I know that that's never gonna happen and I love a really healthy debate people have different opinions and I think that's awesome and we should be able to express them all and yet with these attacks that are going on I have to wonder what might be going on from a mental health perspective when people actually act out on their hate so here are some things that could be going on one People truly believe that there is an injustice and that they need to help correct the injustice. So for an example, I believe that we should all wear masks in public and everybody who does not wear a mask in public should be shamed and that is my agenda and I'm going to fix it. I really truly believe this and I'm going to fix it, all right? So another thing that you can do to understand these sorts of people is that they could have some unresolved mental health issues such as anger, possibly be delusional or have lack of impulse control. And so you really do need to try and understand that some of these people may have mental health conditions. Not all, and I'm not diagnosing anybody, but I do believe that sometimes we do have those people who have not received any counseling or therapy for some unresolved issues that they have. And then they act out on other people. So this leads me into this next part, which is they could lack empathy for other people or have no awareness about how their actions could negatively or harmfully affect other people. They could actually be directing their anger at uh, other people when they actually have anger at themselves and their own lives. They're dissatisfied with their own lives, so they feel like they can misdirect that anger. They don't do this consciously, but they know that there needs to be a place for their anger, so they directed at somebody or something else. It's called projection. They hate their own lives and they project that hate onto other people. They project that energy onto other people. They could have envy or jealousy. So those two are completely different, although they're sort of the same. Envy is when you want something that somebody else has. And jealousy is when you have something and it's threatened to be taken away and you don't want it to be taken away. So envy means that, oh, wow, you're so successful on YouTube. I really envy you. And jealousy would be like, hey, I've got a really good YouTube channel here and I don't want anybody to take it so I'm going to guard it with my life and it's jealousy and envy are two different things but what I'm trying to say is that these two emotions can help in the attacks. If I have envy or if I have jealousy, I may be more likely to attack other people if I feel like they have something I want or if they're going to take something away that I have. Okay. So then there could be those people who really do like the drama and the chaos. Now, I've known several co-workers in my past who have actually admitted to me, I love chaos. Some people love it. Others like myself, I don't like it because it makes me uncomfortable and even more anxious than I normally am. But there are people who like the drama. They could actually even be addicted To chaos. So, more on this after my interview this week with Dwayne Osterland of www.theaddictedmind.com. We're going to be talking about the possibility that people can be addicted to chaos. So, stay tuned for that. Also, people who attack other people in hate, they just don't see any view but their own. It's kind of like the horse with the blinders on, right? As opposed to a more broad view to where it's like, oh yeah, I can see that possibility or this possibility or this possibility. Those who hate typically have like, no, this is the way it is. Anything else is wrong. I am right. All right. And they could also have this is another thing authority issues, problems with people, problems with laws, problems with rules that are designed to keep us safe. Like going back to the mask examples, we may think, oh, let's see, I don't want to wear a mask in public because somebody's telling me to. I think I don't want to. I think I'm not going to. Go ahead and find me. See if I care. Some people may just have inherent authority issues or agendas against these sorts of things. It's great to have agendas, it's great to have viewpoints and when you act out against other people, especially in a time of pandemic and not wearing a mask, in it's almost like telling people, I don't care about you. I'm gonna go about my business and not really care if I've been exposed to a virus I'm going to just go ahead and breathe the air and not protect you from me. In my mind, wearing a mask in public is my way of showing you I care about you and I want to protect you from anything that I might have been exposed to. Anybody else who chooses not to wear a mask, I really do respect their agendas, even though I don't maybe agree with them. But I still love them and I still respect their agendas. All right, so lastly, these people could have been hurt by past trauma. And so these people may have been wounded and traumatized. And so now they're just acting on what they know and they're lashing out in the same way. So understanding them within the context of who they are and what they are doesn't mean I have to like them or what they do but I do understand and I did want to say some things about what could be going on in these situations with them some of the positive traits of people who hate that kind of rhymes I'm a poet and I didn't know it some of the positive things about them is that they're creative they actually do have an agenda that they're passionate about and do stand for truth Fairness and justice, as they see it, and I think that people on both sides stand for that. It's just that as they see it is one way, and as we see it is another way, and it causes a divide. Where whereas I think it would be better is if we all stood for truth, justice, and were, were able to respectfully disagree about how we see it. So, uh, so also some positive sort of traits about people who hate are that they're often humorous and creative when they attack. It's probably pretty wrong, but you know what? I've seen some of this stuff and it's kind of funny and they are very creative. I must give them that technical and uh, actually the, the way their minds think about expressing their hate is often very humorous. And also they're very passionate about their agendas and they are very fiercely defending what they believe is right which is, I believe, a positive thing, even though what they're doing to other people is hurting them, and I don't agree with that. I do believe that there are some positive sort of things that we can look at with these uh, folks who hate. And then also, uh, the final point is that they can be uh, influential, so they can make friends very easily, or they have a lot of friends, and they are also often charismatic, which means that they steal the screen, and people just are enraptured watching them. And so they're very much, um, they're very, very engaging, and so people will be more likely to follow them. Which other thing? I don't agree with them following a hate path. But I'm trying to say that inherently these characteristics are good. I believe they're being misused. That's just what I'm going to say about that. So I said something earlier about maybe that people who hate just aren't aware about how much their actions affect other people. And I really want to talk about that now. They just don't seem to see the painful effects of acting out on their agendas one of the things I have to go back to the mask wearing is that they may just not even see that possibly not wearing a mask in public is not it's 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 one thing To not wear a mask in public because I don't want to because I have authority issues But it's another thing because in our state in Washington state is breaking the law and also putting other people who might be vulnerable in danger So it's a big screw you. I'm gonna do what I want to do and I am not going to have any regard for you That was a big rhyme. Oh my gosh (laughs) so People don't realize that and they don't realize that their hate can affect people's lives, their livelihoods, their families, their reputations. They don't understand that. So this affects people's ability to live in a social world, sometimes humiliated. There have been some people who have been attacked on social media who have committed suicide, which is awful. And I just want to say that my heart goes out to those people and their families. I really wish that we could just love each other and understand and respectfully disagree. So it may be worth your while just to figure out like what you stand for and what you stand against. Um, I know I'm pretty clear about that. So I don't need to go into much more. Another way they can hurt people is because they can become really exhausting. Their attacks are frequent and intense. And the person who is attacked just kind of gives up. And sometimes if there's a legal aspect of the attack, then the person who has been attacked could not have the money to even combat them. And they could just have to give up, give up and maybe go bankrupt. So there there can be a lot of damage there. Um, people could actually stalk a person and that is always scary because when a person is stalked, there's always that fear that they could be attacked physically in their homes. And also the people who attack can fail to see the complete picture. Again, they stand for justice, but what they're doing is they're attacking a human person, which is unjust. So it's sort of a paradox that they don't understand and or I I guess they just don't grasp the concept of what they're doing is hurtful. And if they stand, stand against hurt and hate, why are they hurting and hating? I'm not sure why. Here are some tips if you are attacked online and you want to calm your own chaos. Some do's and don'ts. First off, do keep an open mind about these people. Do stick to your own values about truth, justice, or whatever you stand for. Three, try and understand the agenda of the person who's attacking you and to be able to non-judgmentally respond if necessary. Um, Four, set a positive daily intention for the universe and for the people who are attacking you. I think that's always good to send positive energy out into the universe. That's your choice though. Five, take a day or two or three or a week or a month. Take off to unplug from the media. Reset, regroup, get connected with your values and figure out how you are going to learn and respond to attacks and to live your own values in the future. And six, Stay close to those who love you, all of those resources, all the people who can spread positive emotions to you. You really need that, especially when you're attacked and you may just discover that you have more friends than you knew. Number seven, if you choose to engage, state your case clearly and respectfully. And if you're drawn to engage, resolve not to be a part of the hate yourself. Remember, stick to what you value. All right, so you've heard some of the do's. Here are the don'ts. One, don't lash back at them. Remember, this reinforces their behavior. This is what they want. They want to get a rise out of you. And so if you lash out, you're just going to be reinforcing their behavior. Do not engage with them. Do not reinforce their behavior. Don't assume, judge, or blame them. Remember, they have a lot of passion about their views. They're just going about expressing their views in ways that hurt others. So stand against the actions and respect their opinions. Three, do not do what they do. Again, if you stand for love, if you stand for peace, if you stand for understanding and acceptance and openness, You'll need to be very clear about what you stand for and do that. Do not go with what they do. Number four, do not get obsessed with what they're doing and try to find out little nuggets of what they're doing and go to the complete history and then all of a sudden a whole day has gone by and you've missed this beautiful outside sunny weather or you've missed engaging with your home or your family or your cats or you've missed out on a day of work. Please do not. Please do not get obsessed by these things. Learn to let them go. And then uh, five, uh, just do not do things reactively or hastily or unclearly. Um, this leads into number six, which is do not respond under the influence of drugs and alcohol. Believe you me, you will regret it the next day. Number seven, do not lay down and take it. Choose your battles wisely. Choose when to engage and engage without hurting yourself, without hurting other people, without damaging property, without breaking any laws or getting arrested. And number eight, do not forget what you stand for, precious people, your values and your passion. I appreciate you listening to me today. I hope this has been helpful. Thank you so much. Please take good care. Stop the hate.
0: Thank you for listening to Calming the Chaos. If the information in today's podcast was helpful, please consider subscribing and share it with your friends. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and on YouTube. You can also go to my website at www.lokahicounseling.com for more resources for calming your mental and emotional chaos. This includes a CD I created that teaches you how to practice mindfulness in less than 10 minutes. So check it out. Thanks again for listening. And I look forward to sharing my next podcast episode with you. In the meantime, take care.